I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wake up in the morning feeling like... Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nolly Waterman. I'm Laura Jane Jones. And this is the Try Hards Podcast, Season 2. We're back, Series 2 in the house. It's awful. <laughs> Why have you... I think your facials were worse than what you just sounded like. I thought that could be our new intro. It's terrible. When you start editing this podcast, you can decide how it starts. It's nice to have you back anyway. Oh, thanks. You've been moonlighting on many other podcasts over the course of the summer. (laughs) I've been busy, yes. I've been bored of your voice now. Jokes. Me? I've been actually finding out, doing research about podcasts. Did you listen to any? listening to them, I'll just go on them. Which ones did you do? I did This Is Money with Georgie Frost. Right. Um, Dalla, dalla, dalla. Lewis Moody and Leon Lloyd have got a new one. Oh, nice. Coming out Good luck, soon. boys. Yeah. And Flats and Shanks with for the um, ITV World Cup pod. Oh, lovely. I know. Lovely. So, nice variety. And uh, I'm all prepped and ready to go with another season of Delightful Chat With You. We know you've missed us. I haven't missed LJ because she's been living with me for two weeks. We're housemates now. I'm just part of the family in this house. I have my own bedroom. I have dinner Posters cooked on me. the wall. Posters on the wall. Do you know what I was really surprised? You didn't put that picture up on the wall that you've been trying to palm off on me? What picture? That canvas, that weird <laughs> canvas that you keep trying to give me. You shouldn't ever criticise a present because that's sent with love. Uh, I, I also can't be bothered to take it to the charity yeah, shop. Yeah, also I saw your brother give it to you because it had been like <laughs> knocking around his loft for ages. And then you're like, do you want this? No. And then you kept trying to give it to me. So Anyway, it's pointless. Like most of our chat for most this podcast. Of our chat, yeah. We decided to bring you a podcast just with a bit of an update to tell you that we are still alive. We are going to be doing the infamous tryhards pod throughout the season. Um, we just yeah. thought we'd kick off with a bit of chat, really. We will be coming in your ears on a weekly basis from now onwards. We did have a nice little break <laughs> over the summer because we've had a variety of things on. Um, as some of you may know from following on social media, um, Danielle Waterman, coach, is now a medal winner after leading... Hang on, not just a medal winner. A gold yeah, medal winner after leading um, the Italian sevens team to victory. Fireman. In Fire the world 
Fire and Police Games, which, in fact, is the third largest sporting event in the world. You've got the Olympics, Commonwealth, and then this. And honestly, the opening ceremony was unbelievable. It was brilliant. 76 countries, I think. And where was it? Um, It was in China, in Chengdu. I must admit, for anyone that spoke to me about it going before I went, I wasn't probably the most positive. Um, no. I wasn't quite sure what to expect of China. Yeah, I wasn't what, quite sure what to expect. But um, Chengdu was actually a very nice city. It is huge with millions of people. I think about 17 million people. Um, and I think about 5 million were at each of the tourist attractions that we wow. went to at the same time. Um, but really clean. Re- the people were so friendly. Um, and I had the best time um with the italian team so there was three teams um the open team which was where i coached the over 35s and over 45s and how many medals did they win between them um we came home with three medals oh. so we got we got the gold 35s um had the bronze um and so did the uh over 45 so yeah everyone came back with something which is awesome but we came back with lots of memories oh. too. And, <laughs> and some gifts for me happy days yeah. what was it like coaching men um so I've coached guys before but not like that as in kind of the team that I'm responsible for to then take yeah. them through to Have you coached tournament. sevens before? Um only very briefly Casually. when I did a little bit with the uh, Hartbury girls when I was right. there um but not really. Um so yeah it was a bit of a treble whammy because I also don't speak Italian. Um but ironically because Nolly's partner is of course Italian. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played and um, first touch scored for the over 35. Legend. Absolute brilliant. Um, watching him play which is really cool um, but yeah coaching the guys I was I was actually really quite nervous um, I wanted to make sure that I set the standard in terms of how I was and you know just build a really good rapport and it it just happened quite quickly we had a bit of a social after a couple of set training sessions which went down well um, and yeah they 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 were so respectful and I couldn't have asked for a better group of guys and in terms of representing their team and the fire service, they were um, impeccable. I actually think that we should have, um, I mean, we've missed the kind of season for it now, but next summer we'll get like a tryhards invitational team together. You can coach it. I'll be tour manager. I'll be in charge of like entertainment, <laughs> kit, um, transport. I could be very useful. Um, and maybe we'd start a tryhard sevens team. So if you're keen, um, give us a shout. Maybe yeah. we'll do a men's and a women's. Uh, Nolly can coach both because there's very little that she can't do. <laughs> so get in touch. and uh, Or if you're an event that you think, yeah, do you know what? We'll get the tryhards down and they can come and, come and compete here. Give and try hard. And try, <laughs> try very hard. Oh, you know what? I, it was so funny. So I really, I love coaching. Um, it took quite a lot out of me in terms of planning and preparation. And we got to the matches and yeah, I wanted it to be, um, to run smoothly and, and, uh, yeah, one of the biggest challenges was the fact it was 40 degrees, around 40 degrees over there and 90% humidity. Um, so if anyone's seen on my social media, my saving grace was my pink panda hat, which actually was supposed to be for fellow tryhard <laughs> LJ as a present. Um, but yeah, I didn't wear it for, I think, so there was six ports, there was a round robin of six games and then a final. And um, I didn't wear it for one of the games and the boys didn't play very well. And they're like, put the panda oh. on. <laughs> It's like Ben Stokes in his cricket box. I was telling you, superstition. Oh, God. 
just saying. Yeah, the one thing I've learned, well, I've learned many more facts over the last few weeks living with LJ. So I've stayed with Nolly. It's like living with the lions, living with yeah, LJ. Yeah, it should have been like a, a documentary, documentary like utter keep, rubbish keeping that you up. talk. I have been working in London for the past fortnight in pretty gross working hours, um, early starts. So I've been staying with Nolly. Uh, hang on, not, not early starts. I would say late starts for quite a lot of people that listen to this pod. Yeah, I've been getting up at 2am to go to work, which is vile. Um, I can't talk about what I've been doing. Um, oh, because secret I'm a, squirrel. Yeah, I am actually a spy. Um, but well, You've been working hard. I actually take my hat off to you because I thought you were going to be horrendous. I thought <laughs> that you were going to be, wow. you were going to really suffer. I, you know, I um, I don't have a couple of good nights sleep and I'm covered in cold sores and I'm really aggro, but you've done really well. But you know what? Cold sores is a really nice segue to, we've obviously spent a lot of time together over the past fortnight, which has been actually really, really lovely as much as we moan at each other and think we're hilarious by making fun of each other. Um, we have had some like really lovely like dog walks with Koya and we've been shopping and we went to Kiehl's to get some moisturizer and the woman in there thought we were sisters because we were arguing so much. <laughs> she went, oh, sisters? Yeah, I put them. Put I was like, on. no, she's my nan. Uh, I got some cream, so I will, won't be looking like a raisin. And I also did something else the other day, didn't I? Which I haven't told you about. Is oh. this when you went to the spa? Yeah, so my friend Lauren um, has come over, who lives in Vienna, and um, she was like, I really, you know, I've been working really hard. She's a chef, and she's like, let's just have a chilled day. So I was like, okay, cool. So um, we just went up the road to Sion Park, which is rather nice. And. Um, <coughs> So I booked this like body scrub, facial and massage. I thought, oh, well, let's go for the whole shebang. Yeah. Anyway, first of all, I arrived in and she said, um, can you fill out this form? And it said, uh, w- what's your like skincare routine? <laughs> I obviously, I mean, there wasn't just a... What did you put? N-A? Yeah, there, was, there wasn't just a wash with <laughs> just water. Just a big question mark. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a wash with water. Um, but anyway, I was quite proud that I put moisturized because i've got my recent you only peel. bought that two days yeah, previously well, I, I don't think it. you can say that you're a moisture <laughs> and also you didn't use it for the first 24 hours because you thought it was in a bag in my bedroom anyway for anyone that doesn't do all of the facial experiments that and con- chemistry concoctions that <laughs> fellow try hard puts on a face um actually going to a spa is quite uncomfortable because you're made to feel like you live in in the garden the way that they look at you when you don't look after yourself I mean I'd look after myself I'm clean I'm tidy I just don't put lots of potions on anyway <laughs> um the lady said oh can you know she, she like soaked my feet and then she said oh can you lay down and it, it was like this plastic on the bed and I thought it was a bit weird They're like proper health and safety anyway I was wearing I'd been in swimming costumes so I was wearing um, a wet bikini and she said oh can you put these on so I had paper pants that I had to put on so that was the first oh, thing that was horrendous it sounds like a very odd spa Anyway, Do they give you an MRI she next? gave me this um, back, like rub on my back and stuff, and she flipped me over and then proceeded in wrapping me up in this, which what I thought was just to keep the bed clean. She <laughs> wrapped me up in this um, plastic and made me feel like um, marinated pork belly. Oh. Um, I basically cooked for a little while while she slopped stuff all over my face, which was the facial horrendous. Oh yeah, halfway through the treatment, she asked me how old I was and then tutted when I said 34. <laughs> oh that's way hard it wasn't necessarily the most relaxing experience because I kept wondering what was next so I wasn't relaxed and then I kept wondering how long it was because yeah again I lost track of time have you ever had a hot stone massage my brother's put hot stones on me (laughs) 
<laughs> my brothers made me walk on the barbecue oh when I was Oh my God, I'll tell you a story about that. So <laughs> we were in, we were in um, Australia, it was when we lived in New Zealand, and so I must have been about seven. Anyway, we'd like gone over to New Ze- uh, to Australia and we were travelling around and um, we sat in the back of the car and we stopped off because I think like someone needed a wee or something like that. Anyway, my brother went, I bet you can't run down to the end of the wharf and back in a certain time. Anyway, I was like, oh, yeah, I can. And we got a bit arguing anyway, of course, being competitive and being stubborn. I was like, yeah, of course I can. And they're like, yeah, but you've got to do it bare feet. So I was like, yeah, all right, it's easier in bare feet. And um, what I didn't click was it was probably like 35 degrees and um, we're in the middle of the outback and it was metal. Oh my and God. about 25 metres long. <laughs> oh if anyone has touched anything hot, and when I say hot, burning hot, um, you don't realise until you get to the end oh and then God. you have to run back. <laughs> my mum... <laughs> Oh my mum my went mental because obviously the blizzard bought my feet and that. yeah that's vile <laughs> so yeah I've um had I a, mean they say what like I mean know, I don't think that's that like kind of childhood massage, like anyway. builds character but <laughs> like, that's horrendous Nolly went camping the other week and <laughs> went and bought a tent um what did you say when you you walked into the shop and what did you say what did you say to the guy don't like no, no, give it no. any other background what did you say when you walked in no the... I'll give it context so well, no they... just you walked into a camping shop and you said no I I asked well I asked I obviously needed a tent so we looked around for the tent and then I said oh, I want need some chairs I basically went full hog so I, I love camping I love being outside but I've always just borrowed my mum's but I thought you know what I'm a grown-up I can buy my own I've got a voucher so I'll um go a bit crazy so I bought literally everything like plates cups what how much seats. is the voucher for like it was a 20 percent off oh, um email which is nice brilliant. anyway so you do spend more then because you think I may oh, yeah, spend 20 no, percent more I had to get a trolley and I was also carrying stuff. Oh, yeah. I went hard. Well, and when you then... got that discount, why wouldn't you? <laughs> and I got to the till and um, I said, oh, I got an email with the discount. She went, yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> and she went, we're not Mountain Warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd basically just walked into the shop assuming because they sold tents, it was Mountain <laughs> Warehouse. And I'd even made a conscious decision to go over to Kingston because I knew... They had the a mountain big Mountain Warehouse. Because the ma- Mountain Warehouse in Richmond was too small. So, yeah, so I went to Mountain Warehouse in Kingston that wasn't Mountain Warehouse, but the lovely manager, I obviously swore and was really upset and was, like, looking at the stuff, thinking, I can only really justify buying all of this because of all the, like, yeah. the discount. And I, to be, I think it was more the fact that I was feeling so happy for myself because I you, know, you get those emails all the time and I just delete them. So, I get, like, all oh, of those yeah. emails, like, just absolute trash. But this one, I read, I acknowledged, I was excited about, and then it was the wrong shot. <laughs> But she gave me a discount. She gave me 15%. So. And then your tent broke. Yeah, and then the tent was broken. So I think it was karma. But they did restring it for you. So yeah, it's just another adventure. Good camping trip. And I can fully recommend Perrinporth. What a place. Where's that? Cornwall. Cornwall. Yeah. Cornwall. Cornwall. Um, I've been down west this summer. But West you, Wales. Didn't you go to um, a caravan? Site? I went to the caravan in Cardigan. Um, and I went to probably one That's of really the best. It's quite uncomfortable how you say caravan. Caravan. Yeah. <laughs> what it's not pen a van <laughs> caravan. caravan i think i'm saying it quite normally uh went down to the caravan you didn't in join in in the training though did you the family training that was happened no i didn't i sat on the steps of the caravan whilst um my best friends larry and dan and their six-year-old son did circuits um which do you reckon wills would have um beaten you 100 percent uh, you know, <laughs> shout out to my godson William White, who uh, is now in the Cardiff City Academy. So, 
you're going to be one of those. You like, because so, his parents are quite like down to it. Like they push him quite hard, but don't want him to. Oh yeah, they go. never let him get too big for his boots. No, they are. You do. Well, no, but you've got to you've got to think that like I'm getting on, and I obviously do worry about dying alone and childless. And obviously, oh, if was my, that a little shout out if for my, a new season? If my godson, new season, new man, new new sliding into DMs. Um, if my godson becomes a Premier League footballer and earns loads of money, then you know he can put True. me in a really nice home. Who would you want him to play for? Um, well, he would want to play for Liverpool because he loves Liverpool. As he doesn't, loves. he also love um, a certain brand of clothing that's not very good. Well, he um, <laughs> he's like a he really basically wants to be the face of Sondico he's really Strong. so you know if anyone from sports direct is listening and um you want a big name to kind of be the face of those three pound shin pads that you sell then <laughs> wills is game. tell you what you would be great in the mum wear that comes with it oh yeah oh, a bit sp- of athleisure yeah sporty mum arriving at training who's this god mum god oh. mum yeah. yeah he says that to people he goes she's not my friend she's my godmother which i uh, offends me a little bit but what because you look older than six I, I, I tell him all the time I'm 17 so I once took him swimming and he won't go on the water slides he does now he'd be very upset if I said that publicly um but when he was a bit smaller he wouldn't go on the water slides Would at the you? pool yeah mate pool? I love I love like slides and rides and stuff so we, we, we were in the pool <laughs> lols we'd been in the pool and he was like no no I want to go on the slide I want to go on the big slide. slide and I was like right okay then so um queue up get to the top and they were like, oh, you can't go down together. So he must have been about four and a half. And I was like, right, Wills, you have to go down on your own. But I'll, do you want me to go first and I'll wait for you? Or do you want to go down and I'll come down after after you? So I'm here at the top when you go. It doesn't go into a pool. It goes into like a trough. So he was like, okay, you go first and I'll come down after you. And I was like, okay, Wills, but if I go down, you have to come down after me. Yep, yeah, okay then. So I go down the slide and get to the bottom and I'm like stood there waiting stood there waiting then I hear the whistle of the lifeguard like looks down from the top of the slide shakes his head and gestures me to come back up so I have to get out walk around the pool obviously sopping freezing back up the stairs get to the top and he stood there he's got his armbands and his goggles on his goggles now full of tears and this woman goes to him, look, your mum's back he goes, she's not my mum she's my friend this woman looked at me like we were like mates as opposed to he's clearly like my friend's child. She looked at me like I befriended some small kid to take swimming. <laughs> Do you have um, were you prescription you goggles? That, no. Were, were you wouldn't be able to see. So your eyes would be scatty as bulging Mate, not, out, a bit of chlorine. I'm not David Blunkett. <laughs> like I can see. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> anyway, what's, uh, um, what's going on in rugby this year? <laughs> way, 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 World Cup. Way. Um, what are you doing for the World Cup? Working. Bit of this. Bit of this, bit of that. Bit of that. For who? ITV. Nolly Waterman, are you commentating for ITV at the World Cup? I don't know what I that am, accent was. I know, thanks. I don't know. I'm um, excited. Uh, yeah, ITV. Unbelievably excited. That is exciting. Um, I'm co-commentating Co- for Do you know what? six of the games. What, Congratulations. What? Well done. I'm very proud of you. It is epic. You sound a bit more sincere. <laughs> I am. Be- that's my sincere face and tone. And you've also lifted the microphone like you're going to... Are you going to sing to me? You (laughs) raise me up. I I feel a bit giddy. It's from having a nice roast dinner. Um, It's it's an epic achievement. If you ever want to get to LJ's heart, cook her some pork with some good... uh, Roast potatoes. I was going to say pork scratchings on, but you don't put pork scratchings on roast pork. No. What's it? Crackling. Crackling, that's it. Um, And also, um, she might tell you that 90% of the blackberries that are grown in this country are used for ribena well i wouldn't tell you that because it's 99 percent of black currants oh, right, so sorry, sorry yeah. blackberry ribena <laughs> get a grip mate um that's the kind of thing that you can hear in nolly's commentary during the world cup <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so what games do you know what games you've got i have six games and my lead commentator is mr simon ward the man on the mic lovely yeah. simon ward we love simon yeah um so that'll be really good fun and my first game is nabib Namibia, Italy, and I might wear. Could, do you reckon I could wear some of my new Italy stash as I'm now a gold medal winner with Italy? Well, I, I don't mean, think I could really. It's probably not fair. Do you think you'd be a bit? I think you can be partisan as a commentator. You've got an intrinsic link with the nation that you don't <laughs> speak a word of the language of. No, I'm looking for. Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. It'll be cool. Um, it's going to be hard though because. Are you nervous? Yeah, yeah, because. It's not messing about, is it? It's the Men's World Cup. <laughs> Which is quite big. Yeah, it's quite big time. Um, no, I am. But I reckon what's cool is when you... Or what's hard is when you do like a game in isolation. So you do loads of prep for it, like know about all the players and that type of thing. And you build it up. And then obviously, like anything, you make make mistakes and to be able to do a game the week after or within a couple of days is always like massive benefit, um, which I did do for the under 20s World Cup. Um, so yeah to have six games i think hopefully um with other people's help um feel free to feedback but don't troll me um (laughs) (laughs) hopefully i can improve and and just learn and build on my um yeah the chat that i've got do you think and not say too many fantastics because my brother fantastic my brother sam texts me i think every time i work and says do not he says it before don't say fantastic and then during he'll say you've said it (laughs) it's basically though because sam wishes that he was commentating on the men's world cup can you imagine how nausea that commentary would be wow every step with yours yeah definitely (laughs) Um, so what are you up to 
I'm going to work for Scrum 5 during the World Cup. Oh, so in I'm Wales. Wales. I'm not going out to Japan. I'm going to be um, Cardiff-based. No, I'm going to be on my own. Sars, mate. I just can't cope. Like, I've been to Japan twice in the past 18 months, and it's just not for me. <laughs> that place is not for me. So I won't be going out there. I'm going to work back in Cardiff for Scrum 5, and I'm really, really excited about it, actually. It's, oh, you sound um, it. <laughs> no, but it's a weird one for me. So I've obviously worked in, um, you know, rugby and the media and tv for the past three world cups right. but because i haven't worked i've never worked to for be broadcast fair, you've got all of those it. dates tattooed on your on yourself <laughs> well now that cubby's been selected for the world cup if wales win and he gets a world cup tattoo like i feel like i should go with him and get a tattoo as well because when he got his olympic rings i went with him and got a tattoo Oh wow! So, w- would you get the date if we're right? I didn't get an Olympic rings tattoo, <laughs> did I? You well, know I, I did. I don't know. You never know with you. You love rugby, so yeah, but and your country. I have my country. Um, uh, you know, it, it's really exciting to work for Scrum Five because Wales are going to win the World Cup. So, you know, what better environment to True. be in? True. And do you know what? I know this. This sounds like really like sappy, and luckily he won't listen to this podcast. But the fact that I'll be based in Cardiff means that I'll get to watch all of the Wales games with my dad. Which Apart means he doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh my God, absolutely no way. Well, he listens to Popmaster, that's about it. Is this because we divulge the fact that you have a tattoo on the, live on the pod? Yeah, he listened to that one and then... Never because again. I'd obviously... But I told him, he just thought I was like taking the Michael. But yeah, I'll get to watch the games with him. Apart from the Australia one, which is obviously the big one. Because Karen Jones has booked a holiday that week. And if anyone knows anywhere in Split in Croatia (laughs) where they might be showing Wales, Australia. There'll be an Irish bar somewhere. Par. Par. Par Par three. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, unlucky for him. Unlucky, buddy. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to the World Cup starting. It's... You... Do you find that the warm-up games aren't just for the players? They're actually for you. Like, getting, like, for you building up that, like... That excitement, that nausiness. Yeah, and I think, you know, you do things in the warm-ups that ultimately you learn from... Is you or the players? No, I think think both. Yeah, yeah, and I think you learn from mistakes. I mean, I... um, Wales, England, I was at the game and um, afterwards went out for um, I said I'd go and have a beer in Cardiff Athletic Club How and I got home did you have? I got home at four o'clock in the morning with peppercorn sauce down my jumpsuit because I'd been to Charleston's and had a steak you know I'll learn from that I won't do that again during so good, the World good, Cup yeah good preparation because there'll be more people out on the streets yeah more and people I think, will see that bad behavior but that's it it's important to to learn from that <laughs> and know that you know that's that's why these warm-up games exist and I'm sure that's exactly why you know Gats is is quite relaxed about Wales's results because it's is that going to be a fans. reflection? Is that going to be a reflection of of the World Cup campaign? <laughs> For me, my performances won't be. So I know that I I need and to. And you put a game. bit of a sappuccino when you've watched the games here as well. Yeah, because I've been up at two o'clock in the morning right. and worked well, a shift, you, mate. Yeah, you've let us all know. Um, that. Apart from my um, inability to have one drink and go home, what do you think we've learned from the warm ups? England going to um, win the World Cup? I'm hearing yeah, that a obvs. lot. I mean, obvi- obviously, obviously. <laughs> Um, what have we learned? I think that there's still areas teams need to tighten up on. Set piece has been really sporadic, which is a bit nausey, but fundamentally you need to win your own yeah. ball to um to get anywhere. Platform in it. Yeah, platform. platform. Breakdown. It's about the breakdown. 
<laughs> numbers. Yeah, Sorry, um, Jeff. Sorry. Yeah, so I think set piece has been a bit sporadic. I think selections have been interesting, but you can't really read too much into it because there's niggles. And there's Do you think it was people. a warm-up game too many for England in that Eddie had obviously, he named his squad quite early compared to others and then was having to use players who aren't in the squad in that game you know, the likes of Matt Kvesic, who was on the bench on no, Friday night. I think I think naming it early is one but about does, getting... do you think it was a game too many? The fact oh, no. that he had to use players who aren't in that squad? No, because those players might still get flown out at some point and actually there's no harm in it because he's also got to look post-World Cup. You know, those players are young players that are involved, are playing well and deserve the opportunity but just haven't quite made the 31. I think... Um, Going up to Newcastle is an away game for England. There's yeah. not, they're not used to um, playing up there. Yeah, there's lots of England fans, but there'll be lots of England fans over in Japan. Mm. So I don't think the cheering and the booing is something. I think actually just a new environment is was really clever of Eddie, and especially on the back of them getting the Champions Cup final this year. Yeah, like there's you know the growing um, fan race. I think in terms of some of the results that were the most <sighs> shocking, I suppose was England Ireland. I mean, yeah. Ireland was so terrible, um, but they managed to sort themselves out. They're still not playing that great um, against Wales. Um, I don't think Wales have fully started ticking, but to be fair, it's brutal to have let, have lost Gareth Anscombe. Yeah. I, I think that that's really tough. And if you look... Of all the positions you're going to lose, losing your linchpin at 10, probably there's nothing more ca- catastrophic. Uh, in, in For Wales, what do you think would have been a worse return from those warm-ups losing Anscombe or losing Alan Wynn? Ooh, I think Alan Wynn because he, you know, your country plays on pa- pride and passion and he epitomises everything for you guys. Talismanic. Yeah. So I, I think that... Gareth Who would Anscombe you have given the captaincy to if something like that happened? Ken Owens. I knew you were going to say that. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, look, I, I think it's... It's a big one and you've also got a really interesting dynamic. I'll be talking about earlier about the, the dynamic between the two tens. Yeah. And you've got a very aggro player and bigger and a very um, kind of, well, in recent history, injury prone yeah. um, player. In They're both like proper alphas as well in terms of character and personality. They're both, I mean, most tens are, but they've got very much that kind of um, gung-ho leadership quality and I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic balancing the two because at this point I'm sure Gatlin does know but I don't think we are 100% who the starting town will be for Wales I think Gats will definitely know and I think with all the with all the coaches I would be really surprised if they haven't written down their teams from the start of the tournament through to the World Cup final really yeah and if best case scenario, obviously there'll be some shuffling, but you've got to, to manage minutes, to manage um, units, to make sure that people have enough game time. Obviously when it comes to knockout rugby, it's kind of a little bit go out or bust. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there's the, the things that haven't really been spoken about. I mean, New Zealand, 
obviously are New Zealand in their class, but I would say they've had the worst run into this World Cup than they've ever had in terms of their results. And but a you player, know what? two players. Interesting Claxon. They didn't win the rugby championship before the last World Cup or the World Cup before that, the last two World Cups that they've won. So I don't think that I don't they think they don't look great, do they? No, and actually someone that hasn't been spoken about much and someone they've lost to an ACL was Damian McKenzie. Yeah. And I I think he's class. I yeah, think he's he is. Absolutely class as a fullback. He can be never know what he's gonna do. He can be potent as a ten. Yeah. And I think because he's missing, they've then had to do a bit of a reshuffle and no there's not really a consistent team that you would normally see in that yeah. kind of that that all black, black, all black, 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 like us. <laughs> Obviously, oh, Brody Vitalik, like, not being there is, or being there but not being there is going to yeah. be pretty tough on them. What, how, so he... What, how, where, when, how? Yeah, who? why? <laughs> why? He is in the squad but won't be fit for the first few games is kind of how we're hearing it, which isn't dissimilar to, we know that Mako and Jack Noll won't be available to England for the first game. Possibly Slade. Possibly well. Slade. So you and I had a discussion earlier on, because we're absolute nauseas, this is what we talk about on a Sunday morning, about um, the like mental side of that and how tough it is to go on tour injured. I know... Um, Having. Well, you said like you brought it up saying yeah, it'd be really yeah, tough. But especially because I look at things like in 2009 when Lee Halfman went on the Lions tour and he was injured going out there and it was a very torrid time for him and 2013 for him was kind of I feel like we should have some like slow motion. Those, yeah. <laughs> Violins. You know, he exercised. Slow motion? No, not slow motion. I don't know what you're after there, <laughs> but I just kind of thought I'll go along with it. Because, um, I mean... You know what I mean. You're going to start producing this pod, so... Um, but yeah, I, I he, think you'll find you outed me as social secretary or social media secretary. Yeah, I did because you keep telling me that that's the job that you're yeah, going to do. Yeah, because you did that without an official contract at, or um, payment. <laughs> you keep telling me I get paid to do this. I, I haven't seen a pay packet yet. <laughs> you get paid to do this. Uh, by through who? My, through my who friendship. Who paying me? Through my friendship. In and roast dinners. In roast dinners. In roast potatoes. Making you feel welcome when you come down to London. I do, I do. The love of your dog. Yeah, giving you Koya to like you. Uh, she loves me, doesn't like me. She loves me. Um, let's get back on track. Talk to me about going to a World Cup injured. Uh, yeah, to me, unfortunately I did it. looking in, it looks psychologically that would be really tough, but you don't think it is? No, it, it, it is and it isn't. I think I had... I think when you go to a World Cup... So in 2006, I went to a World Cup injured. I went um, with a torn quad and I was told that I should be okay for the first game. I wasn't. Um, I should be okay for the second game. I was pulled out in the team run. And then because of the turnaround, we play every four days and the coach was at the time, Jeff was like, we can't keep doing this. You're either fit or you're not. Yeah. So the morning of the second game against South Africa, um, I had to... So back in the day, they didn't have... Um, the analysis systems that they have now. Yeah. And so they went through my games from the Six Nations, watched them, probably on VHS, <laughs> um, and worked out exactly what I did in a test match on average over the, the four games of the Six Nations. And then I had to repeat it in a test in the morning. So this is how different it is. You, yeah. know, you know, you'd have all of that on hand now. But um, I had to tackle our doctor, who was a guy, Dr. Steve, um, wow. at X number of times, had to make X number of sprints. I actually injured his knee. I felt so bad. Really? He's the, one of the nicest people in the world. <laughs> um, and yeah, then I, I passed it. I was in the shower and I, I was uh, honestly, like mentally, I thought I was going home. So if I'd failed it, I would go home. If yeah. I passed, I'd stay. 
but if I stayed, I didn't know how I'd play. And um, I was in the shower for ages and I uh, got a knock on the door. The girls had gone through team meetings and that type of thing and I had a knock on the door, Nolly, Nolly, um, Jeff needs to see you. And I'm thinking, why? Like, is he going to kick me out? Yeah. Like, what's happening? And Like, they've told me I've passed. And he said, because you're fit, you're on the bench. And um, yeah, like, I came on, I only played about, I don't know, 11, 12 minutes, something like that. I didn't have to do too much, but oh my God, it's probably one of the hardest days. I was 21, so I was pretty young. Probably I'm going back a long time then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like my, that was kind of my journey into the World Cup. I played in the next pool game against France and like went through and I played in the final, but I, I was carrying the injury the whole time. Yeah. Did I play my best rugby? Probably not, but um, it is tough when you don't know exactly what's happening. Um, I would say that medical science is so different now. Um, the way that they deal with you, the the tools that you have on hand in terms of recovery and the protocols they've got are just so advanced um, that I don't think any player going um, will, like they'll be worried that they won't be fit and they'll be worried that they won't play well, but that's kind of the same with you, you know, normal. And also yeah. when you've got five teams in a pool, There'll be there'll be players that are non-playing reserves for first couple yeah. of games anyway. So the boys that are going to miss the first couple of games, you know, I don't think is an issue. I would say the difference with Brody Retallick is that he won't play until knockout rugby. Yeah. Um, the advantage is he's one of the best in the world. Um, but again, that's the team dynamic and how, yeah. how that's managed. Um, it's interesting. It's a, it's an interesting debate. But having gone through it, I don't. You know, it, it was what it was. I just got on with it. Um, and you just have to deal with every game individually and separately and and also not be a Sappuccino. And yeah. remember that like you're there to support the team and you have to support them in a different way. Instead of playing, I, got, I had to help out. It's Koya just having a drink <laughs> of water in the background there. Yeah, it was not LJ having Hy a little Hydration sup. is key. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting about the dynamic of being injured on tour. You know, talking about line sorts and things. Paul O'Connell in 2013 when he got injured he stayed on tour as an injured player just to like keep morale high and stuff which to do that when you're obviously gutted yourself must be pretty difficult oh yeah like I've uh, well again I've in 2017 I got when I got my concussion and I was knocked out um of the not knocked out I was I was taken out of the squad um we only play we only have a 28 player squad so they flew someone else out um i was removed from the team they i had to hand back in my accreditation um yeah i think this is a that's a whole different podcast yeah. i think we need to talk we'll about a special that. on that one but um that was tough but i made the decision and having spoken to players i had 24 hours away from the team i, I went and spent the day with my family obviously really upset um and then made the decision that I, after speaking to some of the other girls, that I could add a lot of value to the team being there. And that was my decision that if I was there, I was going to be a positive influence on the squad. And as one of the most senior players in that tournament for England, that was a duty that I was proud to have. Yeah. Um, it wasn't necessarily supported by the management when they first made the decision I should leave. Um, but it wasn't about them it was about the players yeah. and it was about making sure that the people that had come to see me and the younger girls in the squad that asked me to stay to be there for them yeah I actually think in a men's World cup they're not allowed to do that I think they have to leave so I was listening to the Fox Sports rugby podcast 
Um, and the boys on there were saying one of them had been injured at a World Cup and was saying that he had basically had to leave to be replaced and um, didn't even have the option of staying. And then um, Australia had come third. It was 2011 and he didn't even get his medal. But didn't, um, I can't remember what World Cup, when New Zealand, Dan Carter was injured and he was in the crowd, right? 2011. Yeah. But it was in New Zealand and he's from New Zealand, so I don't think they could have deported <laughs> him for the, oh, yeah, for the World Cup, Donny. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure he was there watching. That's how, like, the beaver got called up so quickly from his fishing trip <laughs> down south. Um, so, yeah, so World Cup. This play- Just before we wrap the World Cup, tell me um, who do you... It, it, I mean, it is the most open World Cup ever, which probably makes it the most exciting. But who do you think is favourite... Um, I actually think probably the most solid and potentially most confident team going in um, is South Africa. Yeah. Um, I think New Zealand have an air about them that they that they never lose and that they untouchable. Yeah, and that's 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 them. Um, But I think in terms of performances, in terms of who they are and how they've been playing, I think South Africa. Um, I think Argentina are going to set upset the party by knocking someone out. Um, I don't think like Ireland last time round. Yeah, and I don't think Argentina. I don't think they're good enough to get through to the final and to win it. But I think that they can upset one of the big dogs. I actually also think that um, Scotland. If they keep everyone fit, really? are a really exciting team. I think that they've got to have everyone on the field and when they when they play well, it's a team that you can't underestimate. Do you think that because Ireland haven't necessarily been, obviously they beat Wales in their last warm-up game, they haven't been... World number one. They are world number one. Uh, let's not get onto the world rankings. I don't have the energy. Um, but I, where Ireland were... 12 months ago to where Ireland are now feels very different and there is you know have they peaked too soon and stuff how that Scotland Island game first up in that group for those two teams oh it's pretty it's pretty tasty but actually yeah I I think it's important but if you look at their pool I don't think that any other team is going to come top two I think the one that's going to divide the pools potentially is the France Argentina game I think New Zealand South Africa will just not 10 lumps out of each other yeah again it won't change one or two which then just all it happens is it just you it's, it's really which hard way to, around they're gonna yeah, be it's just really hard to know how the pools are get the pools are going to go into the quarters like which way around they're gonna be the england france argentina pool's the hardest pool eh? yeah because there's three teams that can play i think for me france can be a cracking side but their indiscipline is just not great at all. Yeah. It was pretty poor of the Six Nations. It's been poor in the world. And also their selection, like how they select throughout the tournament. <laughs> I <laughs> I mean, I it's reckon it's going to be like some pick a team and they look amazing clangers. and you're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah." And then next week they're like, "Yeah, we're actually we're going to we're going to play Roman Entomac at Hooker this week. <laughs> Just give him a run, see what his arrows are like." Yeah, there'll be some crazy selection in the French, that's guaranteed. And I think that will upset how they perform. I think Argentina, as I say, are the ones that are going to go through. They'll push England, but I don't think they'll beat England. Um, and then it's just, like, knockout rugby is an interesting one, isn't it? It's, is it interesting? It's really interesting. It's really tough, actually. It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't they don't give you World Cups for turning up. There's no effort medals given you know, out. I actually think that there's one thing that's in England's favour... And this is a big shout, and you'll probably know, or someone will know. Here we go. I think their goal kicking is what will 
uh, one punish France in their pool um, and Argentina, but two um, will be the difference between them going jumping f- through the knockout. So either quarters to semis or semis to yeah um, to the final. I think their goal kicking is the one thing that. And we it, do see games decided. Do, on... do you know if Farrell is the best goal kicker in the world at the moment? The most consistent. Do I know if he is? Yeah, it's that stat that you know. Um, I, mean, I feel like you really I... want it to know it, and I'm quite disappointed you don't. I don't think he is. But I actually think that having Farrell, it's not just necessarily the point. Where would it's you play him? 10. He's not 12. I find him quite... He obviously can do a job there and he can do a good job. But I think him at 10, Manu at 12, Slade at um, 13. I'd actually play Anthony Watson on the wing. I don't really rate him as a fullback. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So um, who do you have at fullback daily? Yeah, but defensively, he's not the strongest um so they need to be mindful of that um and how they defend because they're defending with wingers up and high um which is great but if you get on the outside or you line break through that fullback is like i mean it's tough yeah but that's where you see a slight um inexperience from elliot daly just in terms of his angles and stuff that you don't see from carney or from um liam Liam Williams, williams um or mike brown and that, um, do you think that Mike Waterman. Brown has been? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Here she goes. Um, do you think Mike Brown was unlucky? Yeah, massively. Would you have Look, taken him? Rory McGonaghy, McConaughey, um is one of the nicest players I've ever met. He's an unbelievable guy, and he's probably more shocked than anyone that he's in that squad. Yeah. Um, I think it's fair enough back in a player because you see potential talent in him. But I think this isn't the World Cup with the players that they've got to be taking that many inexperienced players in terms yeah. of him and um, really high. It's interesting because Graham Henry always used to say that you needed a thousand caps in your um, 23 man match day squad to win a men's world cup. That was the stat. That's what he, that New Zealand strove for for years. That was their big thing. And that was what got them over the line in 2011. If you listen to him and then you look at Eddie Jones's selection and that's gone completely he does not care because you've got the likes of McConaughey Piers Francis there's plenty of very inexperienced players who've been selected Willie Hines yeah I I think Danny Kerr is unbelievably unlucky to not be yeah. in the team I think he's played some really good rugby and and for Eddie Jones to say he's not played that well the, la- the latter part of the season I just I don't know I just think that he offers something different and Willie Hines has played well for Gloucester he's consistent but you know, Danny Kerr has the experience. He's been there. He's done it. He's He's got, like, in terms of international rugby, not necessarily yeah. World Cup rugby, but, um, yeah, I, I just think that you need more experience at some pillars in the backs. And yeah. I think Mike Brown offers that at fullback, and then you can have Thokna Singer on one side and Love Anthony Watts. Yeah, you know, but, again, he's really inexperienced, yeah. relatively inexperienced, because he only got his first cap in the Six Nations. And it is that thing of, like when they're winning of course he looks good but as soon as I, I know what you mean about it, it's that thing of when they cut a tough test at a world cup it's a completely different it is a different ball game i mean it's still <laughs> <laughs> anyway we've gone really nausy we weren't supposed to be talking we that weren't going to be nausy We're, we'll wrap this up um we did want to talk about um the new guinness advert the liberty fields advert Oh, yeah. Which you... And I cried little, when I first saw it. A little blub over. It's really sweet. It's another amazing... You know, we know that Guinness over the past 
Koya, I'm talking. She's really, she enjoyed it as well. She did. Uh, we know they've made some incredible rugby videos. The Purse was the one that we talked about, obviously, earlier in the year. The brothers who um, their mother left money to them specifically to spend on Six Nations trips. Um, but, you know, the Bill McLaren one, I just think, is one of the most Sisters special things. one with Harriet. Yeah. Well. And, you know, Shane Williams, he's too small. And Gareth Thomas and, and, you know, the bravery that he's shown. And then... Are you listing off every, the history of everything? Yeah, just <laughs> that. But, you know, they're, they're really awesome pieces that they've made. And, and this one is no exception. It's, it's oh, really it's a big special. Statement. It's a really big statement to show that rugby is for everyone. And to cover or to have the story of the Japanese women's team from 30 years ago being told at this World Cup. I don't know, it's... it's it's clever um, that they've done it, but it's it's brilliant. And the way they've done it um, is 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 how it needs to be. You know, like just telling the stories of rugby players out there, and it doesn't have to be men's or women's or anyone. It can just it's just about a rugby team that yeah. went out and did something a bit different. Um, I think what's a shame, and maybe why I got a bit emotional when I watched it, because for me, I. Um, could relate to loads of it you know they're talking about balancing a full-time job alongside yeah. playing and you know my last year of an international in 2017 2018 year I was an amateur rugby player yeah. and I you know we're, we're looking going oh my god you know how is that happening you know but oh it was J- Japan 30 years ago oh no no how did yeah. it happen it was England two years ago <laughs> so but this is the thing as well we keep talking about women's elite rugby and stuff and there is a misconception about what that means and yeah. what girls well, are being I paid think, and stuff. You know what? So. We've we haven't mentioned the fact that the new Tyrrells Premier Fifteens season is coming up. Yeah, Tyrrells is <laughs> almost <laughs> here. There's what new sign-ins. There's lots of people going everywhere. Um, new contracts, in fact. New contracts. Um, new clubs potentially. Yeah, a real point. message of intent. Obviously, we have uh, a statement of intent. I should say, we've talked about this a lot. The tryhards, because um, we're so sad, but. Exeter, Tony Rowe throwing the hat into the ring of we're going to be a women's rugby superpower, which I've got no doubt they will. I love that Rob Baxter is taking on a DOR role that encompasses both the teams. Yeah, um, he I think that says um, a huge amount. He interviewed Susie as well um, for the position. So, yeah, I, let, let's not get into that now. No, We've we'll been save rugby that. Rugby noises, and there's loads to cover with the women's game because there was lots of there's been lots of preseason games. Um, obviously, we've got to kind of anticipate what's going to be happening whether i'll play Ooh-hoo-hoo. Ooh-hoo-hoo. um i was in, in the gym today didn't put on my social media but i'm telling you now <laughs> <laughs> yeah you look like a zebra crossing and your barbarians yeah well my barbar's vest for the first time i think people thought it was my brother's when they walked in i don't think i'd fit your brother Ooh. no i think I'm, what too small S- too big wouldn't fit too sam, small would fit sam yeah. yeah joe's a rat um yeah so let's let's leave people hanging on that one and say tune in next yeah, time we will be back with you next week um but get in touch with us we are just about to hit 500 followers on twitter oh, <laughs> um so um obviously nolly's in charge of socials this season <laughs> so it will be really active there but get in touch with us let us know what you want to see or hear from the tryhards this season um get us involved invite us down places we want to have some fun with you guys so yeah and i'm basically bored of just talking to lj same same what talking to yourself (laughs) we could always do koya cam but we'll tell them about that later oh god all right bye guys bye 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 